everybody. Welcome to the show. I'm Keith Pazel, and this is my podcast. Welcome in. We're here, letting the song play out. Hope you had a good day. We had a good week. It was all good. A lot of sports happening. California is on fire right now, but we're working through it. Flames have hit Eagle Rock. Mark Maron's podcast is in serious jeopardy right now. I'm sure he's fine. I'm sure he can have, could be airlifted. Him and his feral cats could be airlifted to wherever the fuck they need to go. But that's what's happening. A lot of fires throughout the week. The winds. Them goddamn Santa Anitas. Never thought I'd say that in my whole life, but here we are. Me bitching about the goddamn Santa Ana. Santa Anita, I think, are mountains. So I'm going to have to retract that, but... Everyone knows. I like this song. Big fan of our intro. Uh, So yeah, trying to avoid the flames out here in Los Angeles, California. Uh, But we should be fine. Um, What did I do this week? We're Crociusless, first of all. Uh, He is off watching the Minnesota Vikings game uh, with some buds. That was what he said in the text, buds. So who knows if that's code for anything, you know, to each his own. But Crozier is out there getting it right now, watching the Minnesota Vikings play. Uh, Right now I got uh, Halloween, number one, running on on the old television. So we'll fucking pop in and out of that. I got a lot of stuff to talk about. We also have some MLS playoff action going on. We should probably just put that on, stop fucking around completely and put on what the what we're really here for and that's talking a little bit of that shit and talking a little bit of that soccer here we fucking go start of the game boys are in the huddle chatting to each other pinching each other's butts getting each other ready uh what else what else what did i do this week besides sit on my fucking dick I watched fucking The Ten Things I Hate About You, which I forgot how much I loved that movie. I really did lead a dual life, uh, if I'm being quite honest, when I was a younger kid. Because I was like a punk rock kid. I was in a fucking metal band. At one point, I was wearing black nail polish and fucking Eric Draven Crow t-shirts all day. I was feeling the darkness. I was down with the sickness. I was feeling the darkness. I was, you know, down in a hole. All the fucking lyrics to grunge songs that's what i was but then i also watched you know loved the lion king as a kid loved 10 things i hate about you big degrassi fan but i also you know some intermittent points in my life told people that i was a masochist uh so you know it's a hard hard role balancing those fucking fucking personalities and really, comedy needs to come from it. If you're going to be that wild and bipolar with your personalities, you better wring some sort of funny out of it. So I did. Boys and Girls, that was a great movie. Classic. I was a fucking sucker for a nice romantic tale. Just to put a, a nice delusion on what what I was going on because what I would do in elementary school much like these fucking romantic comedies is I would 
have a crush on a girl. I would never talk to her. And then when I finally did get the courage to talk to her, she would be like, what? Like, I've never met you. What are you doing? No, you're insane. And then I would be like, love is dead. I would start posting fucking lyrics on, I think, what was live journal at that point. A lot of song lyrics, carving in notebooks for lack of having the balls to carve into my skin like a real depressed person does. And here carving into the first layer of my notebook cover, color it in with pen. Come on. Be a fucking man like your sister and light needles on fire and brand yourself. Like someone who actually needs therapy. I was such a fucking poser, dude. Hard pose action from a younger Keith Pazel. I was always truly like, I, I was always into sports, but I did waffle. I always wanted to be popular. So at growing up, I always waffled. I was a bully at one point. I was picking on kids, which was interesting, which is kind of more where I kind of honed a little bit of my funny. I learned the ability to roast. But the thing about being a bully is it's easy. You don't need to be clever when you're a bully. You can just call someone stupid. Or at that point, and when I was in fourth grade, the word gay was flying about real aggressively. And not even in a you're a homosexual kind of way. Just like you're lame, you're gay. Get out of here, gay wad. I didn't lose that until later in life, shamefully, you know? I remember my sister's wedding night. We had just gotten back from the, uh, it wasn't at a church. It was at like a fucking, it was like a wedding hall. These people specifically got into the wedding game, which is a racket, by the way. If you're ever looking to make a quick buck, you don't have a cute enough pet for Instagram, get into the wedding game because, oh boy, is it a racket. They charge per slice of the cake. That's how detailed it gets. So we're at the hotel after. My sister's friend Gary's there. Her friend Amanda is there. Uh, I'm not going to lie. I was trying. That was the night where I was like, you know, how old was I? 24, 25? Yeah, at that point, I think. Maybe even 26. Single. Feeling it. Sister's friends are everywhere. So I was just like, you know what? I'm going to bang one of my sister's friends. So one of my sister's friends that I, uh, I that sounds so, it so, that's now it sounds like I'm repeating the title of a porn. Um, so I had my eye on someone and she was with another one of our mutual friends, Gary. I don't know why I have to say his name and not the other person, but you know, Gary's the shit. Recently had just come out of the closet, Gary. And, uh... I was it was like two in the morning after the wedding we're drunk we're gonna go get more drunk so I'm like hey guys come to the bar with us like totally trying to swing this deal I'm trying to get this girl and Gary to the bar uh, to work my inevitably fail at what I was trying to do um, so but they're like no we're, we're not into it and I remember going uh, when they were when they said no to going out to the bar I was like gay you guys are gay. And, you know, they were a little awkward as they left. And then as the door closed, I remember grabbing my hair and just being like, oh, my God, Gary's gay. He literally just came out. Holy shit. 
I just called him get like I felt so bad and that that's the last time I really truly used that to cover for lame you know I felt I felt horrible Gary's a good guy didn't sleep with my sister's friend that night and sleep with anybody that night I ended up vomiting uh heavily after we got back from the bar we walked I think four or five miles down a beachy road. The only way I could describe this road is beachy. Kind of like half pavement, half sand. Blowing around right on the shore of beautiful New Buffalo, Indiana. Lake Michigan. Boat casinos. Denny's open 24 hours. That's the kind of swank we're talking about for post-wedding action so we're looking for a bar i think we end up hitting i literally think we end up just going to another hotel that has a bar that's open um got hammered i walked back one of our other friends left and just went home uh he's alive but i still don't know that he had his own adventure i'd really i'd like to have him on the show to figure out what the fuck happened to him that night uh and then yeah i remember spilling spaghetti all over the hotel i remember smoking weed in the room and then getting fined for it which i still haven't paid my sister back for um yeah it was a wild night it was a wild night but i didn't get laid i did get too drunk though which is pretty much what happens when a guy decides that he's gonna go have a little bit of the sex he ends up having a little bit of too much of that sauce and either ends up vomiting on a person or himself or sending out texts, which is what I generally did. Anyway, where was I at? I watched 10 Things I Hate About You. That's where I was at. Heath Ledger classic. Larissa Olanik, Secret World of Alex Mack classic. What happened to her? 10 Things I Hate About You was supposed to be like this launching point for all of those. Well, it was, they peaked Julia Stiles. Let's be, let's be honest there. That was Julia Stiles' vehicle right there. But you had Larissa Olanik hadn't been seen since fucking Alex Mack. She was hot. Look at Larissa. She's a actual teenager now. Not dressing all tomboy. She's not fucking dressing in flannel, turning into silver puddles anymore. She has boobs. So we're going to put her as second billing in a romantic comedy starring fucking Joseph Gordon-Levitt, a pre-serious actor Joseph Gordon-Levitt. This is Joseph Gordon-Levitt from Third Rock from the Sun who... Those people didn't get taken seriously at all in the business. You know? But poor French Stewart still gets some Harry Solomon shit thrown at him. Uh, great follow on Facebook, by the way. That French Stewart. So it's got Joseph Gordon Levitt, pre Inception, pre Dark Knight Rises, pre 50 Days of Summer, or whatever the fuck. But he's a little man in it. He's not. He doesn't have that long hair. I think he had... Did he cut his hair in Third Rock from the Sun? Or was he long hair with that stupid fucking hat the whole fucking show? So it's got him. It's got the little dweeb from the Adams Family. Adam something, who I'm a big fan of, by the way. He ended up being on that show Numbers. Remember the CBS murder show Numbers? He was on that. He was like an eccentric dweeb, which was kind of what he ended up playing. I really want to get into one of those. I want to get into one of those niches. It's kind of what I miss about being fat, is I really did have a window. If I didn't blow up too big, 
in the LBs, I really did miss my fat best friend window. Um, that's what LA's done to me. Is really it makes you see life through a series of character types, and you got to be one to make it, guys. It's, it's a fucking fiery jungle out here, burning down. It's gotten into Eagle Rock again. The WTF podcast is under duress from flames only going to be his cats and ash left those cats are going to fucking g up start licking themselves make them make themselves fireproof i think that's i think cats do do that these are just cat facts that's why people are creeped out by them they're fireproof they have many lives they can see your future depending on you know what kind of what their eye situation is i had a cat that had one eye and she saw stuff. She knew. She was fucking connected in some way, shape, or form. Uh, so, yeah, 10 Things I Hate About You. It was on. It was a movie we loved. So I fucking got into it. Right now, LAFC just fucking potted one. So we're enjoying that. The spoils of that. Watching the fucking galaxy go down. Ibrahimovic can go fucking... Go player coach Ajax for whatever the fuck I care. Get out of the game, you lying back tattooed bitch. No, he's fine. He's a good player to watch, but he really is a fucking annoying piece of shit. Their fucking Herbalife, the Galaxy with their fucking Herbalife sponsorship pyramid scheme shit. You know what I do love, though, is LAFC up one nothing in the newly formatted semifinals, so it's not two legs anymore. The playoffs are going to go quick. Playoffs used to take like a month and a half in the MLS. It was completely fucking ridiculous. Um, but now it's going to be quick. One shot. One game. Knock out. Old school European Cup style, which I love. They got the flares going out there. What I love is LAFC, so they're the people's team, right? Everybody's like, they're the team of the people. And it really is only because they play in the hood. Like, everyone shits on the Galaxy because they play in fucking Carson, which is way... It's the suburbs. It's like how the fire play in Bridgeview. Not not anymore. <clears throat> Clearing the old throat. Uh, but LAFC, realistically, are the, mo- are the richest team or at least one of the richest teams in MLS. So this idea that they're this fucking eye of the people and stuff like that. Dude, they play football in South Central. That shit is not rich territory out there. So I think they I think they lean into that team of the people type shit. They got like a Oakland Raider type fan base. They get fucking hardcore with it. They're moving the ball nicely. LAFC really gets rolling. Once they get that goal, they fucking sink those teeth in, dude. Let's see what... Let's go over the rest of the playoffs. I was wrong on some stuff, and I was right on some stuff. Usually, I'm way off on my random fucking picks. Um, But they didn't fucking update it. See, this is the kind of shit that is unbelievable to me. Homepage of the MLS website... And their fucking playoff bracket isn't even updated. Like, what kind of horse balls is that? What are you doing? What kind of operation are you running here? So, uh, Galaxy beat Minnesota 2-1. Uh, 
wasn't what I was expecting. It was a lower score than I was expecting. I was expecting the Galaxy to completely blow out Minnesota, but Minnesota hung in there. Real Salt Lake beat Portland. Did not see that coming. Real Salt Lake is this weird fucking... He, they're like Mitt Romney. They're like this weird Mormon guy that is weirdly successful, where you're like, where did you come from? What the fuck is going on in Utah or wherever the fuck you govern? So they beat Portland. Mitt Romney beat Portland. And then uh, you had Seattle over Dallas. That ended up being a good game. Uh, Dallas was a little in over their head. Uh, Extra time. I believe they put it on late, too. Uh, I'm I'm not getting into the gritty details of it. Then they played Salt Lake, and they fucking blew them out last night. I watched that shit. Ended uh, the goalkeeper for Real Salt Lake. This is another thing MLS does that's pretty fucking hilarious is whenever they have a player that's really super good, and they do have good players, but like Chris Wondolowski, when when he played the fire this year, he became the MLS all-time leading scorer. Dope. But they talk about him like he's like one of the great they literally called this fucking goalkeeper for real salt lake he's one of the best in the world and then they totally backtracked and we're like well he's he's one of the best in mls and that's the standard the world has to be the standard even in premier league like they have awards for you know league leader and goals but at the end of the day those fifa world awards you want to be one of the best players in the world it's a world game you're judged on First, what you do domestically in your league. And then when you go up against the other teams in your federation. You know, so this idea that leading the MLS in goals makes you one of the best players in the world is fucking psychotic. That's when you got to build your league up. I would even say uh, Gignac down in Mexico playing for Tigres. He's one of the best... Well, he's the best player in North America. We'll go continental. Cause if, and that's another thing, too. If these cats were one of the best in the world, they wouldn't be playing Major League Soccer right now. There are, there's a reason that these dudes are league lifers because they're straight up not good enough. You know, Chris Wondolowski is MLS's all-time leading goal scorer. Cool. Clint Dempsey is better. And Clint Dempsey means more because Clint Dempsey has scored Premier League goals. Clint Dempsey has scored international goals. Clint Dempsey has scored goals in a World Cup. That is what greatness as a player gets built on. Not, you know, whatever the fuck he did in MLS. It didn't matter. That was warm-up for fucking Clint Dempsey. I mean, yeah, he wanted to win trophies, and I think they did. I think he did win one when they won in in 16 I think that was Dempsey's last fucking hurrah or one of it no Dempsey didn't play that season because he had his heart thing he was heart murmuring off on the sidelines there guy so yeah real quick rant right there just update your brackets and stop calling your players the best in the world if they start leading the league and shit uh, so this is what we're watching right now. We have LAFC versus the LA Galaxy. El Trafico for the semifinals of the West. The winner of this will take on Seattle. It'll be a tough Seattle tie, but I would like to see whoever wins this game move on. I'm sick and fucking tired of seeing Seattle, Toronto, Atlanta, or Portland anywhere near the MLS Cup final. 
Um, on the eastern side, you had Toronto lighting up DC United. I don't think I called that one. I think I called Rooney advancing and then losing to NYFC and then fucking off to Derby. Uh, but he got a ticket to Derby County early. Um, and then the Philadelphia Union beat the Red Bulls. Did not see that coming. Did not call that. I did call Atlanta beating New England. Atlanta beat Philadelphia 2 to nothing. Uh, Toronto beat New York City FC, which, again, I did not see coming. And, again, boring. Toronto has been in it since 2009, I think. Uh, oh, no, wait. I don't think they were in the league in 2009. But they've been fucking, let's get some new blood in it. Let's get some new blood in there. Uh but I predicted Atlanta through to the final again. Um, so I'd like to see an LAFC Atlanta final. Let's see if that holds true. Uh, but yeah, come on, MLS. Update your shit on the homepage. I shouldn't have to click through. I should just open it up and it's fucking there. What else? What else do we get here on your fucked up website? Uh, oh, yeah. St. Louis. Well, no. St. Louis has done been in the fucking league. Um, my inner Miami is talking a lot of shit. You got David Beckham over in Miami. He's building a fucking Six Flags Great America of stadiums that's going to have like 97 soccer fields, basketball courts, on-site youth therapy. It's gonna. It's all kinds of shit. It's a great. I'm actually fucking very jealous of it. Uh, he's like doing a smaller version of what this one dude wrote an article. This one architect wrote an article that basically said because so many cities have multiple uh, sports stadiums. It's, you know, the multi, the multi-purpose stadium is, for lack of a better term, extinct. Uh, so they every team has its own stadium. A lot of soccer-specific stadiums now. In fact, MLS usually has to have guarantee contract shit that you're going to build your own stadium to get a team. So this dude proposes that the cities themselves become the stadium and you just start digging into the, like you build this big giant park that has like a mall around it. And then on game day, stands flip out and the park becomes a soccer field, a professional soccer field. And literally people just gather from the street. There's no facade. There's no building. Kind of like a, a macro version of what Dodger Stadium is. Dodger Stadium has no outside. Like you climb up the fucking ravine and it's just a little a little space. It kind of looks like it's it's like the height of a do-it-yourself car wash. And then you walk through and the fucking stadium is built into the side of a ravine. And I think all eventually we're going to get that way to where stadiums are just tucked into the geography of the city. And it's not its own separate thing. It's the cities. The way this guy worded it is the cities themselves are the stadiums. And you just figure out where to put the seats, basically. And the accoutrement of a stadium, your stores, your restaurants, but that's why you just attach a fucking mall to it. So, you know, when there's not game days, kids play whatever sport on the park. People have picnics. People go to the malls. You're still generating money, and I'm sure the teams would skim off the top of it and make a shitload. So you got Sacramento coming in, though. You're going to have four teams in California now. Fucking Derby City up in this bitch. So you're going to have El Trafico. You're going to have Sacramento. Who's the other f- California fucking team? You got... 
Oh yeah, San Jose. You can do a San Jose Sacramento fucking the sack tap derby or whatever the fuck. Sac Zay, the the fucking what are they? The earthquakes? What's Sacramento gonna be? They're the Republic. I think they're the Sacramento Republic. I kinda like that. It's not it's it sounds European, but it's not a complete ripoff like most MLS teams do. So I'm into it. I'm into the Sacramento San Jose Derby, the Sac Tap. I'm calling it. Well, no, I think that's it. I think that is the fucking the scuttlebuck. I think we're all caught up currently as I talk about MLS. Oh, we got to switch back over. The fucking they fuck a goddamn lower class college football game preempted this fucking El Trafico Clasico on regular ESPN. How dare you disrespect? the clearly last placed sport in everybody's hearts abc coming in big with that mls cup final wonder who's going to be calling that boy who are you guys bringing in for that they're going to be bringing in al michaels for that shit <clears throat> bringing it in he's bringing a head in there that's my impression of al michaels it's a very piss poor impression i apologize LAFC is going to win this game, by the way. It's it's pretty. They look pretty uh, more more. They look more with it than the LA Galaxy right now. Um, so that's my prediction. The fucking uh, the Lafka are going to go on to play Seattle Sounders in the Western Conference final. Uh, that's final. It's going to happen. Fucking mark my words. What else is going on? Red Stars. The Chicago motherfucking Red Stars made the NWSL final. Hopefully the trophy doesn't have some sort of stupid like the sky blue she can be anything cup tournament final or whatever the fuck. Or whatever the fuck. Sound like Jim Cornette now. So they're going to play the North Carolina Carriage uh interesting game so they played uh the portland thorns to for the the right to play in the final uh and then they i think sam kerr scored in the eighth minute and they held strong onto that they won got through on the one nil um yeah they're gonna play north carolina north carolina had the best record in the regular season for the nwsl so this is going to be a tough one for the red stars um, you're going to need Ertz fucking pulling strings in the midfield. You're going to need Kerr doing fucking shit. Uh, she's going to need to be doing fucking shit. Uh, I'm going to do this whole thing as Cornette. What the fuck? So yeah, go Red Stars. Hopefully Kerr can get that golden motherfucking foot going. Really getting in there. We here at the podcast send the Red Stars a good luck, hello Larry. Oh, hello Larry. The Red Stars are gonna win the championship. Cause Sam Kirk can't score goals and she's a lesbian. And it's powerful like a friend. Bubbling a long way from LA. Hold on, let's go back and riff that. Portland lost to the Red Stars all day. So good luck to them. You know, we have fun here. We do it. We have fun. 
What other sports shit did I get into super hard? Villa beat Brighton. That was fucking real exciting. Coming off a, a nice victory off Norwich City, a struggling Norwich, but a victory nonetheless. Uh, coming in against a Brighton side that's faring a little better uh, than Norwich or even the Everton team, I think, that Villa beat. I think that, you know, this was a bigger test almost with Brighton. You had a hot Neil Malpai or Molpoy, whatever the fuck you say his name. You know, they didn't play their best. Uh, I will say that. They could have played better, uh, got, but it was exciting because a uh, couple of goals disallowed because of VAR in this game. Um, Brighton goes up one nothing. Uh, Villa ties it just at the before half into extra time. Both of their goals scored in extra time uh, on either side of the half, which I don't know however many times you can fucking look up an interesting stat. Probably tell me how many times that's actually happened in the history of fucking soccer. Um, so uh, they tie it up 1-1. Grealish uh, sweeps one into the box, does like a little sliding kick, pots one right before the half. Uh, pretty... Uh, there were a couple chances. There was one really glaring chance, I think, in the first half where uh, I think it was Grealish centered one for Horahan, and he just fucking missed a sitter, a wide-open net. Um, and then in the second half, it was more of the same Villa where or, uh, Brighton went down a man. So really, they should have been in more control of the game. It should have been it should have been that hard to score the second goal, which inevitably became which inevitably came uh, an extra time uh, on extras in the 90th minute. Maddie Target at the very last minute. In fact, the announcers fucked up by saying that there was like five seconds left, and then quickly the other announcer goes, "We're only three and a half minutes in," and it was like I think five minutes of extra time. So in that last 30 seconds, uh, Villa looped one into the box and Maddie Target from the from the left side put one in the right corner. Uh, Villa Park went nuts. Brighton down two to one. I think Villa's up to 11th in the standings. They're on 11 points right now, uh, which is sitting pretty. They're looking good for at least staying out of relegation. I'm not saying they're gonna fucking play for Europe or anything. I'm not goddamn delusional. Uh, but I wouldn't mind a sixth or seventh place finish. I don't think I don't think top ten is too crazy at this point. Uh, but it was good to get these two wins because, to be quite honest with you, Saturday uh, tomorrow we have Manchester City, and that is not. Uh, you don't go into those games confident. If we could draw with Manchester City, that would be a victory times 10. Uh, no one's expecting Villa to beat Manchester city. In fact, if we got thumped, it wouldn't be out of the ordinary. So it was good that we got a little bit up the table because we're probably going to get bumped back down. We got a couple big tough games. I think we play Chelsea up here coming up. There's a couple big tests for Villa, uh, which is why you need to beat teams, which is why those losses against, uh, blown leads against Arsenal hurt those blown leads against Crystal Palace hurt those are points that you could have to back up when you play Liverpool and when you play Manchester City and at uh, certain times Manchester United but although right now I would really give Villa a fighting chance against a team like Manchester United who did bounce back in Europa League but as far as their Premier League form goes uh, still a bit lacking uh what else 
is going fucking down. I guess we can get... I kind of like the 11 Villa's been going with. Definitely, uh, I like Nakamba, Grealish, and Horahan in the midfield. Uh, And then you have El Ghazi and Trezeguet. Uh, Well, he's actually been putting Grealish far up on the side. So it's been Grealish and then Trezeguet and or El Ghazi. Uh, with Wesley in center, and then you've been having Horahain, Nakamba, and John McGinn in the midfield. And then, of course, Mingzi in the backfield, fucking captain in that goddamn ship back there. But let's get it out of the way. Predictions. Uh, I'm going to go Manchester City 3, Villa 1. If it could be 3-2, I think that would be something. Uh, if we could do maybe hold them to a 1-1 draw, I think that would be as big uh as big of an, an ask as you could ask out of a team like Aston Villa. Um, what else do we got? Sports here. The Cubs, my, my Chicago Cubs hired Dave Ross to be their new manager. Uh, no experience as a manager, but th- as far as like what baseball is now, there really aren't manager managers anymore. Like no one really... But there really aren't like manager managers anymore. Like you don't really have like, you know, your Jim Leland's smoking Marlboro Reds in the dugout and stuff like that. Like that really is kind of a thing of the past. You know, your front office is basically all your stats are what drives what happens on the field. You know, on base percentage, what certain players do to cause a shift. Like there's not... It's not this b- big like, oh, the, the fucking manager pulled these strings and that's why they won, uh, which I think is what Joe Madden tried to do. And I think that's where uh, the separation was uh, with the players because you had Theo Epstein playing the stat ball and you probably have Madden not pl- putting the pieces where they should be or whatever. Who knows? I'm not a goddamn baseball manager. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. I'm just talking that shit. So David Ross is going to be the Cubs manager, former player. Not that old, 42. That's pretty young for a manager. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, I'm pretty confident in it. Uh, All the players love him. So it seems like they should respond to him as far as situationally, shifts, all that kind of shit. You know, we'll see. I think this is also kind of a move, a power move on Epstein's part where he's just like, look, I control this team. This is my fucking squad. We're not going to have some fucking manager tweaking everything and ruining my fucking acquisitions. Uh, Taking that power away from the coaching staff. Um, What else here? We're coming up on 35 minutes, the usual 40-minute solos. Uh, we're hitting the end time here. What else happened? Fucking Trubisky might actually suck. My guy Mitchell Trubisky might actually suck. There, I said it. I'm not buying it yet. I'm giving him the whole full season. You know, I'm a full-fledged, jumped-in member of Money Mitch and the gang. So, I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. But boy, that performance against the Saints was fucking pitiful. Uh, He was missing five-yard throws, overthrowing. He can't make those intermittent throws. I don't know what is with him. Uh, At times, he looks really good. At times, he looks really bad. Uh, Right now, everything looks bad. The defense looks like they're 
wore out that halfway of the season wore out mark where this is the point in the NFL season where you kind of need your offense to pick up and get your defense off the field for a little bit and put together some 10 12 minute drives and that's just something the Bears can't do and it's something that they were good at last year now is this a question of the league figuring out Matt Nagy because you're even seeing it with the Rams and all these high-powered crazy trick offenses uh, I think the NFL defense has finally figured them out and you need kind of old school coaches like Andy Reid who know how to do that rah-rah Patrick Mahomes shit but also play hard-nosed football um, I don't know I try and not get so into the NFL I try and walk away from the NFL I tried not to care about Mitch Trubisky eating pure ass but it really did fuck up my week like I, I try and quit the NFL, but the NFL can't quit my heart. Uh, it really did pain me to see my guy not play well. Uh, so they're playing uh, playing again on Sunday. I don't know who right now. Let's see who the Chicago Bears are playing right here uh, they are going to play the San Diego Chargers at 10 a.m. in Chicago uh, hopefully they could pick up some points and have a bounce back game I'm looking at at least three bills of yards for my man Mitch and come on two to three touchdowns you got to shut people up uh, you had your player only meeting uh, they did whatever they did hopefully it worked and uh, I absolutely think trading it and blowing it up now though would be stupid because you also don't as much as you don't want to be that team that didn't draft Patrick Mahomes or Deshaun Watson, you don't want to be that team that gave up on Trubisky and then he ends up actually being good. Because then you'd have double egg on your face of just like, oh, they whiffed and then they gave up on him. And he ended up actually being pretty good. Uh, but who knows? Who knows, man? Uh, I, think, I, I think what I do know is I think we've come to the end of our little solo journey. I did my little soccer thing. Kind of an overall sports episode. I didn't, you know, I talked about a little bit of my early childhood up top, my dual life as someone who likes shitty romantic comedy movies and punk and metal. Um, yeah. Like I said up top, subscribe, rate, review, iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, rate, review, do all that shit. Tell people about it, tell people to subscribe. If you're ever, you know, you're talking to someone and you're just like, hey, you know, I listen to this podcast. It's by this fucking nobody in L.A., but he entertains me for 42 minutes to an hour every week. And I think you should give it a fucking a whirl. Uh, KeithPazel.com for everything me, uh, tour dates, show dates, uh, none of them right now, uh, but uh, all, all of that shit. Podcast posts, hair ranking, unchanged so far. Uh, might have to pop Russell Westbrook on there just for the sole, sole fact that he looks like a fucking ant playing basketball. But that's a different sport. Maybe I'll get a fucking hair, a basketball hair ranking going. Who knows? We got all sorts of things we could do with this. Uh, but thank you for listening. You can follow me on social media at Keith Pazel, K-E-I-T-H-P-A-E-S-E-L. It is that on everything, Twitter, Instagram, uh, and all that shit. Follow the YouTube channel. This is Keith Pazel, uh, and we will see you next week. Bye.